0: Hello and welcome to the Extra Credit English podcast. This is a podcast for English language learners. One of the most difficult things when learning a language is to listen to and understand native speakers. So in this podcast, you will have a chance to listen to natural English conversation on different everyday topics. Today, we're talking about Japan. We have lived in Japan for many years and we'll discuss what we knew about Japan before we came and what our first impressions were. This is a big topic of conversation for us and I'm sure we will come back to this topic in the future. So, think of today as an introduction to this topic. So Sue, what do you know about Japan?
1: To be honest, Uh, Before coming to Japan, I didn't really know much about it. I did have a couple of friends Mm. uh, who had Japanese surnames. So maybe a father or a grandfather um, that were Japanese. Right. Uh, But I never really had any contact with much of the culture, Mm. let's say. So I understood Japan.
0: You knew knew what Japan was, you knew it was a place, you knew...
1: Where it was. Right. Uh, But I don't think um, I thought about Asia in general. Mm. So it's not just Japan, it was was about uh, the geography of it. Nothing about Asia. I knew more about maybe Europe uh, and uh, the Americas.
0: Europe, North America, South America.
1: Yes, I had a better understanding, but mm. I never really thought about Asia, and that would include Japan.
0: Mm. Um, do you have any idea of what it might be like? Like, before your first visit, did you what kind of things did you think of? I don't... Or what did you expect? What were your expectations?
1: I had no expectations. I right. just came to know the place to experience it Mm. uh, to discover it because Mm. i never yes um i never really followed manga or any shows or Mm. music or anything like that um or, or even the language which you know a lot of people are interested in yeah um so yes i i knew there was a lot Uh, But I didn't really know anything about it. So I think I came with um, a lot of, um, I don't know, wanting to learn.
0: Right. A curiosity.
1: Much, much like that. Yes. A lot of curiosity and uh, just being happy to come and and see it for myself. And, you know, in a way have my own ideas about it. Um, What about you? I think...
0: Yeah, I I kind of had a very similar experience. I I didn't uh, I didn't know anything about the the manga or the anime, which is a big reason why a lot of people do come to Japan. It um, was
1: big, yes, yes. All these um, Ghibli, yeah, um,
0: yes. But even yeah, I mean, there, <laughs> we can't really get into it, but there's so many different. Um, Anime that, that are popular. Um, but no, I, I think I knew that Godzilla was from Japan. I think I knew that.
1: Of course, yes. Yeah. Yes, Godzilla is a very um, good reference.
0: And I think I knew uh, I knew a little bit about ninja and samurai. And I knew that karate was a thing. I knew... I, I, I had never done any martial arts but I knew that that was something. Um, So yeah, very limited knowledge. My reason for coming to Japan was it was an opportunity to come to a very different culture. I think I knew that Japan was different. That's what I knew. I didn't know anything about why it was different or how it was different, but I knew it was different. And that was kind of what I was interested uh, in exploring. So when you came, when you you first came to Japan, what kind of first impressions did you have?
1: Um, Well, of course, you arrive to the airport and Mm. the first thing you have to do is take a train Mm. uh, to go to the city or or to travel to your destination. Yeah. Um, So that was, uh, yeah, it was quite surprising. I'm not used, I've never really used much trains Growing uh, so, up.
0: Right, in Mexico it's not really
1: a... Uh, well, you have the, the tube, you have the metro, but I never really used it much. I I, I was more of a driver, I had my little car, mm. and that's how I would move around the city. Um, and, you know, I, I had lived in, in the UK, and mm-hmm. I did use some trains there, but there's a huge difference mm. uh, with the Japanese train system. Mm-hmm. And it's, I would say it's overwhelming, because the first thing you see is a map mm. of all these lines, different colours, and they just, I not it's not very clear where you are.
0: It looks like spaghetti.
1: It does, it looks like <laughs> spaghetti. And they have different colours, and uh, they have these names which, you know, are in... In Kanji, um, mm,
0: in Japanese writing. In Japanese yeah.
1: writing, so you don't necessarily know where you are or where you're going. Mm-hmm. And it has a price. Uh, yes, and there's a machine there which definitely will sell you a ticket, but yeah. it's. <laughs>
0: it does, it, it can be a little bit tricky to, to, to pay the right amount, to, to get the right ticket for the place that you want to go to. Yeah, that can be tricky. That, that can be very, very tricky. I
1: think so. I and I think it's um it's so big the system mm. the, the train systems mm. here that you know, perhaps people know how to go to the places they usually go, but they won't necessarily be able to help you to go up to a specific place that right. they've never been yes, before. That's
0: true, that's true.
1: Um so that is um that's an adventure on its own. Just the trains. Just the, the trains, trains yeah. yes. So the first
0: so you took the train in from the airport into Tokyo station and then we went to Kyoto.
1: Yeah, we went We went straight, f- straight, to straight Kyoto. down
0: from Tokyo station down to Kyoto. Was so that you,
1: the bullet train?
0: Yeah, we took the bullet train. Um
1: that was that was magnificent. Yeah, the um, first time we took it because um, it's so comfortable, it, yeah. you have so much space, like you could even have your um, luggage with you, in front yeah, of you. Yeah, that's true,
0: there's that much space.
1: There's that much space. Um, the, the, the part that I really liked about it was <clears throat> you buy uh, a little lunch box. Yes, that's true. And a little a drink, mm-hmm. like you can have a beer there. Yeah. Uh, because how, how long is it from Tokyo to Kyoto?
0: Uh, Tokyo down to Kyoto, I think, maybe two and a half hours, three hours, maybe.
1: So it's enough time to have a beer and eat something. Mm.
0: Um,
1: And I remember that being a, a very nice surprise. Well,
0: it was December. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we went down and we were quite lucky. We, we were sat so that we could see Mount Fuji. And the sun was setting. So it was a kind of purpley-pink. Colour, snow-covered, um, and yeah, that was quite nice. And then...
1: That's a perfect picture that you want to see the first time you come to Japan. Yeah,
0: Fuji in, in a kind of sunset um, situation. But yeah, they're so smooth. The trains are very impressive. Very, very impressive. They
1: are, and you, yeah, you don't really feel anything. Mm. What, um,
0: what about the stations themselves, train stations?
1: That's another part because they, I mean, they're they're connected, they're all within the same system of of transport. But, well, we talked about Tokyo Station and that's really big and there's a lot of people. And what I found about Tokyo Station is it's very complicated because uh, it's people commuting uh, to work. Yeah. And they have to go through Tokyo Station. A lot of them work around Tokyo Station, Mm. but also it's all these trains that go out from Tokyo.
0: The kind of intercity trains.
1: Exactly. So the the type of passengers, uh, the type of people that come to to Tokyo Station is quite varied. Um, Mm. They they do different things.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So you can see some people really know where they're going. Because that's their, you know, their daily commute. Yeah, they're, uh,
0: that, they're kind of walking on autopilot. They're just head down, walking where they need to walk to. They do it every day.
1: Exactly. But there's others that are completely lost.
0: Yeah, the, tu- the tourists.
1: The tourists. And, oh, or if you, you need to take a train that you haven't taken yeah. before because you're going to this place or the yeah. other.
0: I think it's important to, to point out that even even Japanese people get confused in the big stations you know if you if you live outside tokyo and you come into tokyo station and you need to transfer to another line to go somewhere it can be confusing you know if, if you're not familiar with it um so it's not just tourists who have difficulty going through those big stations
1: well we we we're already mm-hmm. living here for some years and um It was not Tokyo Station, but another really big station, Mm. which is Shinjuku Station. Mm. And um, I I had my my way through. I had my line and I knew... You knew
0: how to get through.
1: I knew how to get through taking my line and Mm. going to places I wanted to go or knew how to go. But sometimes I had to take other lines or go through different places Mm. and I got lost. Right. Um but it's underground. Yeah. So I it's <laughs> it's a bit scary at times. That's
0: true. There there is a large section of uh, of Tokyo Station that is uh, Shinjuku Station which is underground and that is a maze. It's a real maze. It can be very very confusing.
1: It can be very confusing. And yes, yeah, I said, you know, everyone Knows some some people know where they're going because they take that uh that line Mm -hmm. every day you even see little kids uh in groups or on their own just you know owning the place
0: what do you mean owning the place they're so
1: confident like Mm. they just and you can see them in the uniform and you're an adult, and you're completely lost, and you kind of are jealous of this little boy who knows exactly where... he knows where he's
0: going, but yeah he's is going yeah again he's kind of he's kind of training to be a an office worker of the future, you know he's got his head down and he's walking from his you know the the train he arrived on and the place he needs to go to he's He's doing the same walk every day, but the it's it's fascinating to see. Because I think those young kids, they've got so much reading that they have to do. It's, I think it's a really big part of the, the education system for, for young kids is reading. They need to read a lot. So a lot of the kids do their reading as they're going to school or when they're coming back from school. Um So it's very common to go through. I remember in, in I think it was Ikebukuro station, um Chaos, like um, kind of the rush hour chaos, just people running around, running around. And then in the middle of it, there's this little kid, tiny, tiny kid, maybe seven, eight years old. I don't know. Just with his head down in his little uniform, completely lost in his book. He knew where he was. He wasn't lost, but he was lost in his book. He was enjoying his book so much. And he was just walking very slowly through the middle of all the chaos and people were walking around him. Um, people were trying to avoid him. But, yeah, I thought that was very nice. I Like you said, you kind of feel jealous that he can be so comfortable.
1: Comfortable. Uh, and the other thing, I think, is um, people working in the station, they always, you know, look after these kids.
0: Right. They keep an eye on them. They keep yeah. an
1: eye on them. and. To be honest, I I also feel like regular people also kind of try to be sure that these kids uh is paying enough attention to get in and out yeah. of the trains and um yeah, be careful a little bit. So, it's nice. I I do like when there's big groups of kids. Mm. They make me laugh because, you know, they're playing.
0: They're quite funny to watch because yeah, it's the the train the train can become their playground in a way
1: yes because um here in japan they get used to going to and back from school yeah on their own mm-hmm. since they're very very little from a very young age yeah so it is uh, very common to see them on their own yeah. or in groups uh to take care of each other as well uh, but i i do like that part of it that was um yeah that was a, a good surprise uh, to see these kids being part of, of, of your commute.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's only if, especially in the afternoon, I think in the morning they're, they're a bit more quiet, but after school, going home, they, they can be quite excited. And yeah, mid-afternoon, um, yeah, you, especially if it, if the train is not so busy and there's a bit more space the kids can just run around and sort of chase each other and they're jumping off the train, jumping back on the train, running out one door, running in the other door. Um, yeah, that can yeah, be quite fun to watch.
1: several work. Uh, sitting in the same spot and just moving around. I, I, yeah, I find that entertaining.
0: Yeah.
1: So trains, yeah, can be very crowded but they can also be quite fun and uh, stations can be overwhelming and too big and difficult to to navigate mm-hmm. uh, but there's other stations that are also very small
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're much easier that only have one line that's true um so it's yeah it's it's yeah it's so different it's tokyo so big
0: yeah i mean a good example of that is you've got um, Shinjuku Station, and then one of the next stations to Shinjuku Station is um, Yoyogi Station.
1: Ah, oh, that's very small, yeah. Uh,
0: which is really small, but they're so close together. Indeed. Yeah. <music> so, st- sticking with the topic of Tokyo, I think one thing that many people might think about is... The lights, the nighttime um, scene nighttime views of uh, Tokyo
1: I think that is a thing. Um, it transforms you know the the Tokyo you see during daytime. Mm. It definitely transforms at night because all these lights come up and they 're neon and they 're bright. And they're right on in your face, mm. and there's so many of them. All of them want your attention. Yeah, and it's the time that um, working people, the salary men, they're called.
0: The salary men. So these are just people who work. People, people are doing like a a nine, a nine to five, I guess you would say. Uh, even though many of them will work well past. Five o'clock, but yeah, the the salary men, those kind of black suit workers.
1: They're out, uh, they're hungry, Mm. uh, they want to relax. So that starts, you know, producing this um, environment of let's do something. Right. And this is, I think, the time when you see all restaurants get really busy. Mm. And all the lights are on. Yeah. And it's just like a party. It's not
0: It's not all of Tokyo. All of Tokyo is not like that. Um, but certainly around the train stations, there will be a little bit of kind of the kind of neon lights. And then big areas like Shinjuku, Shibuya... Ginza. Uh, Ginza, yeah. Kind of Roppongi, those kind of places, they will... Just have neon lights uh, everywhere, um, and it'll feel very kind of exciting.
1: Yes, um, it's all the variety, all mm, the places that you can go. So yeah. I always find it's very difficult to choose.
0: That's true.
1: Where yeah. should I go? What should I have? Yeah. Yeah. There's
0: a great TV show. Uh, I can't remember the title of it. Um, the solid is it called the Solitary Gourmet?
1: Oh, that's really good. Is this
0: the about the this Japanese uh, salaryman? I think he's a salesman, and uh, he goes around from customer to customer, uh, doing his his sales uh, his sales run. And obviously, he has to have his lunch. You know, wherever he is, he needs to have his lunch, and he's quite picky about what he eats. So he you know, when he gets hungry and he always gets hungry very suddenly, um he has a difficult time choosing uh what to eat. Because there are so many options. There really are so many restaurants uh in Tokyo. It's it's very different to other cities in the world, I think, in that sense. There's just so many places to eat. It's incredible.
1: So many and and they're they're good. Mm. They're good. They can look old mm. uh, and they can look simple, mm-hmm. but they they're going to be good. Yeah. So that's one thing, you know, understanding where to go in. Uh, there's some that, you know, are more restaurants um, and then there's some like are just family owned yeah. Maybe an the older... mom
0: and, mom and pop kind An of older couple
1: yeah. that owns this restaurant and have had it for a very long time. Mm. Uh, and those places are very, very nice. Um, but also, I mean, this is um, uh, street level, everything you can see. Right. But something that I learned is that Tokyo is a vertical city. Mm. Um, so... Many restaurants and shops will be on the second, third, eighth floor.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh,
1: Even on the top of buildings, like big um, buildings, like the 15th floor, you could find... Oh, do you
0: mean like 50th? No, 15th. 15th, okay. Yes. Well, I mean, I say that because in in some parts of... Again, I mentioned Shinjuku already, but there's a, a skyscraper area... Of Shinjuku, where there are restaurants up on the fiftieth floor, five zero fiftieth floor. Um, so yeah, but um, yeah, up on up on the top of buildings, definitely.
1: And it took me a while to be able to to understand this vertical mm. part of Tokyo uh, because street level, you can see what there is.
0: Right, you can look in the window, you can kind of understand Get
1: a feeling.
0: ...what kind of place it is.
1: Yes, Uh, but when it's, you know, second, third, fourth floor, you don't know. And Mm. the buildings where these restaurants are, they don't look like much. They look like a normal, private uh, building and probably Mm. they were at some point. Right. Um, so sometimes I felt very unsure if I Mm. should go in.
0: That's true. The, the, um, the entrance is, can be a little bit tricky to find. Like you do, you, you'll, you'll see that, okay, there's a restaurant up on the fifth floor, but is this the entrance here or do I have to go around here? Or is this the, elevator for this or do I need to go up the stairs or it's not always very clear certainly not very clear to me always perhaps that's Um, it it's not
1: clear to us so sometimes I worry you know I'm gonna go into someone's apartment Um,
0: but having been with you know with my Japanese friends going to eat they also get lost (laughs) so it's not it's, it's not only me some places can be quite tricky to find and Especially if you're relying on kind of Google Maps to to find your way. Sometimes that can be uh, a little bit tricky.
1: Especially because of this, you know, it could be second, third floor Mm. and you, yeah, you don't really understand. But that makes uh, the offer so much uh, more, it's just much more offer uh, because it's not only the options, the options it's not only street level is, you know, uh, all the levels up and that. It's, uh, it's great when you, ha- you found this restaurant that is so hidden. Yeah. And they will have people like these, these, these restaurants thrive. Yes. Um, we were saying that there's a lot of options and a lot of restaurants that, you know, you, you, you kind of... Uh, it's difficult to decide where to go, mm. but all of these restaurants will have uh, customers.
0: Yeah. I think there's a lot of competition like if if you because there are so many options, i think these restaurants have to be they have to be good mm. uh or at least competitively priced <laughs> um so they have to be a kind of good a good deal a good um a good bargain but um no the quality of the food i think is is very very impressive i remember my definitely the the neon at night. That was one thing I I really noticed when I first came to Japan and Tokyo. But the other thing that really hit me was the heat. I arrived in August and uh, August is the hottest month in Japan. And coming from, I think I flew from London to Tokyo and then straight into the hottest month In Japan and yeah, the temperature can get up to the high 30s, sometimes even into the into the low 40s centigrade. And that was quite a big shock for me.
1: But it's not only about the heat, it's Mm. the humidity.
0: Right, the kind of the moisture in the air as well.
1: The moisture in the air. Sometimes I would say uh, it feels like walking through soup. Right. It's so thick. Yeah. It feels thick. And you're sweating all the time. It feels like...
0: It's so thick that sometimes you feel like you can just grab the air. <laughs> like, just grab a big handful of the air.
1: It's a difficult period. Uh, you yeah. cannot be outdoors. It's impossible. Not for a long time.
0: Um, yeah, in the middle of the day. Yeah, mm. in the middle of the day, it can be it can be difficult. And... Um, It's one of the things, if you come to Japan as a tourist in August, it can be really tough because you want to do your sightseeing. You want to go to different places and, you know, those places are open during the day, um, many of them. So you're outside walking, taking trains, taking buses, and that can be tough because it's so, so hot. But I would say that the evenings... I really like a nice warm evening um, in the summer. Again, you know, you mentioned earlier about kind of these restaurants on the top of buildings. Uh, sometimes the the tall buildings open up uh, to provide a, a kind of beer garden.
1: The beer gardens are the best part of summer. Yeah,
0: that can be nice because you're, you know, high up on the top of a building. So you might have a nice view. And uh, usually the...
1: It's cooled down a little bit mm-hmm. and then you have your cold beer to yeah. make it all the better. I do, I do agree. Another good thing about summers, even though it's really hot, it's all the festivals that mm. happen and they happen at night and it's still hot, but you want to be outside. I think in my mind, that's why they do them uh, during summer so people can come out and still, you know, enjoy um being around other people and and celebrate. Yeah. Um because it's so hot during the day you might not want to go out. But because there's these celebrations, these festivals, everyone comes out and, and you know, shares some time together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No summer is, is really nice with the the different festivals throughout the throughout the city but also in the countryside yeah every little town and even little village will have some sort of festival in the summertime i think just the other thing that i really noticed was um the cicadas uh cicada is i mean certainly where i'm from in scotland we don't have cicadas um in what about in Mexico? Cicadas? I
1: never knew, not not where I lived, right? Not where I lived.
0: These are little insects that are maybe
1: they're not that little.
0: Well, I'm gonna tell you how, how big <laughs> they are. They're, um, I don't know, ten eight to ten centimeters long, maybe. I think so. Uh, eight certainly eight centimeters long. Um, and uh, they're little brown insects, and you see them. Well, you don't see them, really. You hear them.
1: Day and night.
0: Day, day and... Well, certainly daytime. They they, they tend to quieten down at, at nighttime. But it's... Yeah, if it's a really, really hot day, you will hear these cicadas and the noise. If you don't know what they sound like, go on to YouTube and have a listen uh, for cicadas. They they have this very very distinct noise and they're so so loud and that was what tokyo was like when i arrived in in the summer this this noise this crazy noise i couldn't understand you know what it was and it was everywhere uh but especially if you were close to a tree yes. because these uh, little insects kind of hide high up in trees
1: you never really see them, but the, yeah, no. you hear them all the time.
0: Yeah. So that was kind of, yeah, that was one aspect of it, the heat, the, the noise from the, the cicadas, and also, I mean, you mentioned the neon, but also the restaurants, the front glass, um, you know, as you, if you stand outside a restaurant, you very often see what's on the menu. Um, and you'll see it with the plastic foods, kind of displayed uh, in the window of the restaurant, which it's it's very well done. It's a real art how how well they can make this food look, kind of make it look realistic.
1: And it's really helpful because if you don't know anything, mm. you know if you just arrived or you're the first time you visit. Mm. Um, Well, you're not going to be able to read the menus, but you'll get a good idea of what you will get uh, served.
0: Yeah. Well, I would say the the food that you get served will look very, very similar to what is in the window. Exactly. Yes. Like it's they do a very good job making these plastic um, items. But also preparing the food well so that it actually looks like what you ordered.
1: Yes, I've never had any experience where I got something different from what I thought I would get yeah. from pictures or from these um, yeah. models. Yeah, so they're mm, very yeah. good.
0: Yeah, well, so many things to, to talk about. Uh, I'm sure we'll come back to the, the topic of Japan and Tokyo sometime in the future. Well, that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you very much for listening. We will be recording more episodes each week, so make sure you come back and join us.